This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 81 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach, Greg Audino. We're going to take it back to another throwback question I once received and answered on gregaudino.com, long before Optimal Living Advice was but a twinkle in its mother's eye. Uh, we are going to be talking about reconnecting with estranged family, which of course is a sensitive topic that can be very, very hard to navigate with logic alone. It's highly emotional, and for that reason, it's easy to forget logic and uh, for logic to be overthrown, and we don't want that. So, Let's listen and offer some advice. Could you offer any tips for reconnecting with estranged family or when they want to reconnect with you? There you have it. Obviously, the concept of family is extremely meaningful, highly sensitive, and above all, what makes this sort of dilemma so hard is that there are so many narratives surrounding how family life and family relationships should be. Because of that, I feel it's crucial to take a highly focused approach on the needs of each individual involved. And I want to stress the word individual, because if we're going to break the ideas of how family should be and solve this problem unique to those involved, we must consider each party as an almost detached individual, as opposed to someone who is owed something sheerly because of the history we share with them. Let's start with you, the individual, your individual needs and emotions. Whether you're the initiator or recipient at this attempted reconnection, ask yourself what your purpose is in this matter. What do you need from the other individual? Do you need an apology? Do you need to offer an apology? Do you need to gain acceptance? Do you need to offer acceptance? Take time with yourself to get very clear about where you were triggered in this whole conflict. Where were you triggered? Why did it affect you the way it did? What is the void that was left because of it? And how can that void be filled? Understanding your own emotional needs like this is the best place to start any sort of healing process. Now, Next, let's consider the other individual that you're in conflict with. Who are they outside of family ties? Are they someone you would want to have a relationship with were it not for the family history? Are they someone whose values align well with yours? If not, that's okay. Again, release the shoulds and understand that peaceful reconnection and relationship building may not be the best thing for either or both of you. But you can theorize and ask the same powerful questions about them as you just have for yourself. What is it that they want from this interaction with you? 
What triggered them, and what is the deeper meaning attached to it? The truth is that they were doing the best with whatever level of consciousness they had, just like you were. Upon swallowing that pill, how can you ready yourself to be patient with the pain that they feel as a result of the estrangement? While this type of theorizing is of extremely great value, the truth is it can only take you so far. Uh, The purpose it serves best is to get you to stop thinking about the turmoil from your perspective and how you've been wronged. It enables you to shift focus onto them, see the situation from their vantage point, and consider how they feel they've been wronged. Ultimately, these questions will only be answered from direct communication, however, which is why the next process we're going to cover is the interaction itself. Now, every interaction will end differently. Every resolution, or lack thereof, will unfold differently, and acknowledging this from the beginning can help to break some inevitable preconceived notions both parties may be having. But that being said, there are a lot of variables here that are out of your control. A lack of control can be frazzling in a time like this, and is likely a source of the conflict you've established in the first place. Consider then the elements of this interaction that are in your control. Reflect on things like what boundaries you'd like to stand by, or at what time you feel comfortable having this reaction, things like that. Now, the most important element that is in your control, though, is the deliberateness you can have in this conversation. Be deliberate in communicating your feelings and tackling the issue head-on rather than dancing around it. Putting the emotional work into reacquainting with this individual just to not address what really needs to be addressed will only perpetuate the lack of connection you're both feeling. The distance between you was likely established as a defense mechanism because one or both of you weren't comfortable or capable of solving these emotions anyway, and to interact with them again just to get caught in the same cycle in hopes that time has somehow remedied the situation will not grant you the mutual understanding you seek, let alone a truthful resolution. So be direct in what you say, and express yourself accordingly. The second crucial item that is in your control is to listen to them with the same deliberateness, learn from them, encourage them to be vulnerable with you so you can gain a better understanding of how to be patient with them as your best egoless self would. You may very well see this relationship and this individual from a new angle and be forced to healthily reflect on your actions and what impact they had. If this relationship is going to flourish and this bond is going to be recreated, or at least if you want the peace of mind in knowing that you did the best you could to make it so, you must be the person you want them to be. You must listen to them the way you want them to listen to you. You be receptive to their hurt as you want them to be receptive to yours. That's how it works. If you're unwilling to do this, you likely have been and or are the one who is the primary cause in the failure of this relationship. All right, folks. Again, a situation like this really requires a lot of maturity and self-awareness. You know, it's easy to focus on how we've been wronged or victimized as it is. And that is especially true when we're talking family and a lot of that wrongdoing either happened in childhood or was at the hands of people we really trusted and tried to care for or some variation thereof. Uh, Resolving family matters requires more objectivity and detachment, if we can manage it, uh, than resolving other matters, and I hope today's episode helps you bring some of that neutrality uh, to your own family 
skirmishes, we'll call them. Please don't hesitate, everyone, to send your own questions in. We love hearing from you. You can email us questions or concerns of your own at advice at oldpodcast.com. Email us at advice at oldpodcast.com, and we will help you out and answer your questions here on the show. Stay safe out there, everybody. I can't wait for the next one, and I hope you'll stop in then. Talk to you later.